Good afternoon, IU football fans. I have a jam-packed football episode in store for you today. My first ever football episode here on the Hoosier Experience, and I couldn't be more excited to bring it to the public eye. I have two interviews on this show today. Uh, James Evans, class of 2021 commit. He's a punter who hails from New Zealand, following in the footsteps of Hayden Whitehead coming up through Pro Kick Australia and now uh, enrolling in January, potentially going to be the starting punter next year for IU. And that's obviously dependent on whether or not Hayden stays or goes with the new NCAA rule. Uh, Great, great long conversation with James where we really get into a lot of awesome IU topics, just more about his his upbringing and and who he is off the field and just kind of He's never actually been to America, so a lot of interesting content there uh, with James. And then Jim Coyle, the great Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat Radio, joins the show to break down everything about this uh, upcoming IU-Penn State game on Saturday and kind of breaks that down from all angles. So awesome first show. It's my first IU football show, so I wanted to really pack a, a punch when it comes to content here. Really hope you guys will enjoy this and and enjoy my content for, for Indiana football this year. It's something I haven't done much with in terms of content, but I'm really looking forward to bringing you some of that football content as we embark on a, an eight-week season, nine-week season, really, that could be one of the Hoosiers' best uh, in a long time. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, my schedule will be a Friday breakdown similar to this. Uh, it's going to come out Thursday, but a Friday breakdown usually with a media member like Jim of, of that week's game, an instant reaction podcast with uh, a fellow student media member after each game, directly after you will get that Saturday nights or Saturday afternoons. And then at the top of the next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday, one of those days, you'll get an interview with an IU recruit or a player or, or a coach or something of that nature. So Pretty much three three episodes a week, a little unconventional timeline in terms of what you would normally expect from podcasts, but I'm um, really excited to do that and and really provide you know some some analysis and, and content with IU football because it's going to be a great season. So please enjoy today's episode. Uh, it's a little long for me, but I really think that James Evans interview is, is a really good one. And then obviously, Jim is great as always previewing the game. Reminder uh, that this this special edition, at least this interview with James, is, is made possible by uh, The Daily Hoosier for in-depth IU athletics and, and coverage that is completely free and owned by an Indiana-based small business. Be sure to check out thedailyhoosier.com. It's where IU fans assemble when they're not at assembly. So check out The Daily Hoosier for all your coverage leading up to this week's game leading up to the basketball season, which is another thing that I know we're all very excited about. And I will also continue to cover that on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. Enjoy today's IU football episode and enjoy your season, Hoosiers. Uh, Let's hope for a big win against Penn State. I will see you, or I guess you will hear me, uh, Saturday afternoon with Pat Feltz as we break down uh, what is hopefully a huge win for the Indiana football program. Thanks. Three seconds, two seconds. Riddell all the way outside the Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And Wyatt! And Wyatt! And Indiana wins the ball game! 
Welcome to another episode of the Hoosier Experience Podcast. My name is Aiden Kunst. And today I have my first IU football guest uh, joining me. It is punter James Evans. He's committed to IU. Uh, he will be enrolling in January, I believe. James, uh, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Doing well, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh... Yeah, no problem. Uh, just want to start by kind of asking you, you know, how how did you come to to – commit to IU can you can you kind of just tell me the story of, of how you were recruited and, and ultimately how you made your decision yeah so I um I grew up in in Auckland New Zealand uh, mostly playing like rugby rugby union and a few other sports and yeah I got to the stage where I stopped really enjoying that so I looked at other alternatives and, and luckily I could kick a ball all right so uh, middle of last year, my or essentially my senior year of high school, I reached out to uh, Nathan Chapman and John Smith for Pro Australia, and I just said, you know, hey, I'd be interested in joining the program, and went over for a for a tryout essentially, and and that came back positive, so I moved over there in in January of this year to Melbourne, late January, and yeah, after about maybe six to eight weeks of training, they kind of said, you know, hey, in the end, it could be a possibility for you, and you know, are you on board with that? Mate, like, you know, as soon as they said that, like, you know, I was, I was fully on board and, and I was so keen for, for Indiana. And luckily, you know, things went well and, and they offered. And so, yeah, I've, I've been committed. I think it was maybe April the 12th that they offered. And, yeah, ever since then, it's yeah, and like uh, all good. You know what's the what's the alternative down there? You know if you if you don't go the the American football route, do you just play you know Aussie rules or or whatever or rugby kind of your whole life then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I'll probably just be going at, at university in in New Zealand and maybe still playing playing rugby, but. So you've yeah I don't know I was I was pretty interested in in studying abroad and that and this seemed just like the perfect fit so. And so, have you you been to America at all? Oh no, I've actually never been to America. So it's uh yeah, it's pretty pretty funny, and you know, yeah, first I mean, time we'll be enrolling in school in January. And, yeah, yeah. What, what do your parents feel about it? I mean, are are they they on board? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. It's um, well, obviously, like with with COVID and yeah, and you know, uh, you know, like yeah. Uh, America's probably not the safest place in, in the world to be. No, but that's fair. That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's it's kind of funny, uh, leaving New Zealand to, to go to America, you know. Um I've seen memes about, you know, people searching for uh searching for you know, how to attain a New Zealand passport and that and yeah, how to move to New Zealand. Yeah, know, I think you're uh, you're ASAP, exposing so. yourself to a little more risk. Uh you're definitely going yeah, to Yeah, but uh, no no no. Um I'm excited, and you know, unfortunately, the uh, NCAA extended the the recruiting dead period uh, to January, so past signing day, so we won't be able to visit. So I was, you know, really looking forward to to visiting with my parents and that, but and meeting the coaches and that, but kind of sucks that that's that's fallen through. But you know, I'm excited. You know, it's such a yeah. such a cool experience, and yeah, so, essentially, can't you, wait to get things started. Essentially, you committed sight unseen to Indiana then pretty yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so um nathan chapman and john smith kind of handled the 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 process uh first up 
I guess, uh, like sending film of me, me punting and then, you know, having a few conversations. And luckily they've, you know, they've had a built-in relationship with, with Coach Allen. You know, I'll be his third pro kick guy um, at IU and then previously there was one at Ole Miss. So, you know, they've, they've you know, already got that built-in relationship, which helped a lot. And then I, when I got back to New Zealand, which was April the 13th, I'd spent two weeks in a, in a hotel. And then when I got out, you know, we started talking over the phone. And then, you know, we got to a stage where we were, you know, both parties were pretty comfortable. And, you know, we announced my, my commitment publicly. So. Yeah. And what are you looking forward to with IU? Obviously, you know, I, I go to the school. I'm a freshman there right now. You know, great campus, great great university, great social life. I mean, all the things that you could, you could want in a college. Are, are you just you know, excited <laughs> to be here, man? I mean, what's the, what's the excitement level like? Yeah. I mean, like, through the roof, you know, so so surreal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back back to school. You know, this year's pretty much been a gap year. Graduated at the end of... Uh, this oh, like November, December time. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully the attention spans are not showing too much, but, you know, <laughs> I'm looking forward to get getting back into school and then also just, just playing sport again, you know, like obviously this year, you know, while I've been training, you know, you're on that team environment, you know, right. and yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun uh, trying to learn, you know, 120 guys names, but right. other than that, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, you know, obviously, like the social aspect of things is just a bonus, and the opportunity to play Big Ten football though is probably the the main thing. Yeah, and so when you you know growing up, how much did you follow you know American football, college you know Big Ten football? How much was that on your radar? Did you was that something you you thought about doing growing up? Or, or obviously, there's a you know a connection to New Zealand, Australia for whatever reason with with kickers and punters. Uh, you know, what was that like growing up? Yeah, so I actually, um, I was probably about 13, 14 when I, when I started watching college football, uh, purely because it was something to do on Sundays, you know, Sunday our time. Saturday um, us, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, um, so yeah, I, I'd actually watched a fair bit of football, like, my football knowledge is not, not terrible, you know, obviously it's not going to be up to scratch compared to, you know, the Americans, but, um, you know, I watched a fair bit of probably SEC and Pac-12 football more so. Okay. Uh, purely because of the, 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 the actual timing of it. You know, I haven't actually watched much Big Ten football, actually, which is kind of funny, but... Right. You know, it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm just so, so so keen for the season to start. And, you know, luckily this week, the game's not, not at uh, midday American time, so I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m., but... Right, right. So you will be you know, following along, I assume, you know, with, with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, this interview won't be released till probably after the Penn State game, but we do have the Penn State game, you know, coming up, uh, big game for yeah, yeah. You know, are you are you kind of now at this point knowledgeable about, you know, where they where they stand compared to a team like a Penn State where, you, you know, it'd be a yeah. upset if we were able to pull that off? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the team's going to new heights this year, you know. Uh, my building on the success of last season and, you know, I think finally, hopefully, uh, we won't be seen just as a basketball school, and right. You know, people will start respecting respecting the school uh, <laughs> for its football exploits. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not too, That that's that is one thing. I'm not not at all educated on basketball. You know, I I was speaking to Coach T, the special teams coordinator. And I was like, 
I've seen literally seen one basketball game in the last three years. Like I've well, you know, uh, I haven't watched. I'll tell you basketball what, you, at you all. You gotta so. learn. You gotta learn basketball coming coming in. Yeah, I kind of once once I did a bit of research, you know, I kind of figured like, man, this is almost like religion here in Indiana. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, a bit of bit a bit of stuff. Wild man, it's wild. They care. Yeah, so. They have a passion for basketball, unlike anything I've ever seen. So it's uh, it's wild here. You know, what's your talk to me about Tom Allen? Because obviously, you you have to have a certain level of uh, confidence and and comfort with a head coach to to make a decision sight unseen. You know, what do you? What's your read on Coach Allen? How much do you have you kind of bought into his? You know, the love each other and everything else that he's kind of selling. Just, just give me your thoughts overall on, on Coach Allen and, and where you think kind of the program's heading with you, you know, coming in here in January. Yeah, I think he's a tremendous leader. You know, every time I've spoken to him, like, I've had a positive impression, you know. And obviously with the program being, you know, more sort of family orientated, you know, every, you know, like the bond within the program seems so much, you know, more heightened compared to other teams, you know, around the country. And also teams I've, I've played in in the past, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, that helped a lot in my kind of, you know, comfort level and and committing sight unseen, I guess. And you know, he he's just a great bloke, great coach, and you know, I'm excited to see you know where the program heads, you know, this season and then and then in the next few years, you know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then, how much contact was it? Really, the special teams coordinator who was really primarily, you know, contacting you. Is that's how it typically works? I would think. Yeah. So I've I've spoken to um, Coach Allen a few times now, but you know, I I know obviously he's got a. I'm self aware enough to know he's got bigger bigger priorities, so I try to <laughs> I try to leave him alone as much no, as possible. No, um, number one priority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. So I speak to um, Coach T a fair bit, um, and me and him get on get on real, real well. So like, oftentimes I just like text him, and we just have you know, almost like banter and that. Like, uh, yeah, I remember sending him uh, uh, some film of me kicking off out a shirt on, and he comes back with uh, make sure you've got your sunblock on with your pale skin. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know him and uh coach mac you know i speak to them pretty pretty regularly and you know they're just great people and you know i'm very very comfortable around them so so you just got yeah coach roasting you huh just at every, every... <laughs> <laughs> no he's he's a he's a great bloke great coach and you know we, we get on well so you know yeah, yeah, yeah you know there will be obviously a bit, bit of banner and, and whatnot but yeah What's the farthest you can punt a football? Farthest I can punt a football. Um, the farthest I've ever kicked a ball in the full, I think it was 85 meters. Okay. Uh, uh, I will confess I have no idea what that means in American measurements. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, to, to be fair, though, that was probably a bit of win, though. That, I think it's 92 yards on the full. Um, okay. Okay, that's, that's massive. Although that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. Very good, like you know, I uh, take that for granted. So, but you know, I I I think uh, in terms of hang time as well, the biggest I hit was on film, uh, like a five point eight second hang time punt. But okay. you know, that's obviously a bit of an outlier. You know, just trying to be consistent, the the main thing of punting. You know, yeah, you don't 
obviously get the opportunity to to you know redo it and you don't have second third down to to make up for your mistakes so uh, you know in in that moment you just got to you know take advantage of of the one opportunity you get and you know i'm sure the coaches would rather have me getting like consistent you know average balls than you know hitting one massive punt and then hitting two shanks you know right the, yeah. So how much of it is mental? Obviously, you've never, you know, punted in a real, you know, Big Ten, high-pressure situation. But how much of it is, do you think, the mental game in terms of consistency when you go out there and you know that you only have one, two, three, four chances on a given game, but you, you like you said, you have no no margin for error. So how much of it is is kind of in your head there? Yeah, I think uh, it's 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 – probably the most important thing when it comes to punting and specialists in general, like, um, like once you start overthinking things and adding too many variables to your kind of routine and your, your steps and your drop and all that, you know, things kind of, you know, can, can fall, fall apart really, really fast. And punting's like really, really technical. Like I think a lot of people don't understand that. So, you know, once you overthink things and yeah, for me, it's just finding, finding something that works, you know, which I kind of do, you know, I try not to think about what I'm actually doing necessarily. Like I've just, you know, it's almost like that, like 10,000 hour kind of theory, you know, when it comes to perfecting something, you just have to do it so many times to the point where it's just like second nature to you, you know, the muscle memory is there. So yeah, obviously like uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure playing in the big 10. So just trusting your processes so so important and how much thinking things yeah yeah yeah. and how much is it is the training talk to me about your training because you know i would assume it's obviously a lot of you know time in the weight room in terms of strengthening the legs and stuff like that but but what's your kind of balance between time in the weight room versus you know actual time you know just practicing puns different types of punts obviously you know getting the requisite backspin and all, all that stuff. What's kind of the balance with your training and, and what's that look like for you right now? Yeah. So at the moment, um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm here in Auckland uh, due to COVID. Hopefully I'll be able to go back to Melbourne and, and train with the product kick lads. But uh, so I, I'm kicking four times a week. So I don't really go into the kicking sessions with a set, you know, I know what I'm going to do kind of thing. I, I just go off of off of feel and you know maybe hit probably hit predominantly spirals because it's you know the drop punts probably you know more uh, you know almost second nature to me growing up playing rugby right. and then also I try to try to get in three uh, lower body leg sessions a week and then three upper body sessions um, which is quite full on obviously with the punting and that so I'll do a lot of double double sessions and. Yeah, so recovery and sleep and all that's pretty important at the moment. Yeah, I would you know. imagine. I would imagine. I mean, wh- why is it that we we see such a a pipeline? I guess is the word for from from Australia, from New Zealand to you know punters and kickers. What what what's kind of the connection there? Is it just because you guys you know kind of grow up playing rugby, or or, or why do you think that is? Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know, what we grew up doing in Australia, obviously with Australian rules football, um, you know, it's just kicking and running. So, yeah. you know, once you've done that from, you know, age like five to 
you know, 18, 20 years old. You're just better at it. You know, it just, it, yeah, you're just better at it. You know, you have those thousands and thousands of reps, you know, and even though punting is with an American football slightly different, you know, like that muscle memory and the, of the leg swing and the ball drop and all that's pretty, pretty set, you know? So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's just, yeah, some transferable skills that are, almost ingrained within you know our cultures and that so yeah and I guess I guess if you're an American kid growing up you you know you probably want to play a skill position and maybe you don't get as much as much time learning but I never really yeah punting punting's not the the sexiest position let's be so uh, right but it's like if you got you know yeah. you guys are playing <laughs> football you're just you're just kicking it so it's like that's the only option right I mean it's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean a, I, I don't blame them to be honest if I, if I grew up in America you know i probably try to be a QB or something, but yeah, that was, that was my dream. It, it died like five years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing this podcast yeah. right now, but, and not on the team, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And, and talk to me a little bit about uh, the influence of, of, you know, Hayden Whitehead on, on your decision to come to Indiana. Cause I know you've talked about him being a, an influence and and obviously he's been a, a great punter for IU the past several years you know did he kind of give you kind of a read on what IU's like how big of a, a mentor and an influence was he in your decision yes yeah, so I, I spoke to Hayden a few times before I uh, actually committed publicly and yeah he just kind of gave me you know like the rundown of thing and what life's like and kind of like what the standards are on the football team and that and you know, that was obviously pretty helpful. You know, we don't really have anything like playing college football. You know, you're either playing you know, amateur or you're playing professional. There's no real, you know, college route per se. So, yeah, he kind of gave me the rundown. And then obviously with him playing so well these past few years, you know, they, you know, I wouldn't be there without him, you know, doing that um, right. and playing so well because, yeah, they'd probably be looking at other options right now. So that helps. So <laughs> thanks, Hayden. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, Hayden's been great. And, you know, unfortunately the past probably month or so, you know, he's been busy, so we haven't been able to catch up as much, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him in action this year. You know, he's, I think we can expect a pretty, pretty big year from him. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that kind of what they sold you on almost was a similar path to, to what he's done and, and kind of like a passing of the torch almost from, from him to you in terms of the punter position at IU? Yeah, I guess uh, somewhat, obviously, um, coming in as a scholarship player, you know, you're nice. probably expected to win this starting job uh, day one. But, you know, they said you're obviously going to have to compete. And, you know, there's there's a few talented punters, you know, on the roster already. So, you know, nothing's just going to be handed over. You know, I'm going to have to get in and work, you know, and and in that spot. Yeah, and is that part of the reason why, why you, you know, decided to come early in January? Are you going to be tr- treated as an actual student in January? T- talk to me how that works. Like, Yes, that's just um, uh, essentially it's kind of just like a uh, – I think most American kids will graduate high school early and then go in January. and Early enroll. Yeah, right? it's just – yeah, yeah, it's – um. I guess for most people, it's just like a way to, to get things started and, you know, like just get their life on track and, and go to college and start their degree and start training. And, you know, you're almost in limbo if you're in your final, you know, what, half year of high school and 
you know, you're just waiting for this big opportunity and you just want to, you know, take it, you know, as soon as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be great though. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be awesome. And, and as someone who's experienced it here, you know, semester's winding down, I'm actually currently in quarantine uh, from COVID. Uh, but ah. yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> the whole, it's the whole thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not yeah, something you have to worry about down there, right? <laughs> You don't have to worry yeah. about quarantine, but uh, no, it's tough. But listen, I think it's gonna be a great place for you. Um, you know, talk to me kind of about what you just kind of how much you know when you find when you find out an opportunity like this is gonna happen, and you you know, I assume you get kind of excited and you you maybe start to do research. Like, how much do you now know about like the the punter culture, the for the brand? I don't know if you know Pat McAfee, obviously. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how much do you just start to research, like, you know what I mean? Like, how much do you just start to kind of see what it's like uh, over here after you after you get the, the news that they've offered you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, Pat McAfee, big inspiration to, to punters everywhere, you know. More than just a punter, shall we say, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool to be pretty close by to him. And I don't know, hopefully as he moves up kind of the media chain and, and gets more opportunities, maybe he'll be commentating a few IU games. That'd be pretty cool to meet him. But Yeah, for sure. Maybe you'll – I mean, you know, the thing about it is if you, mate, if, you have a moment, if you have a moment in game, he'll probably bring you on the show, like a pop – you know, a, a viral moment. <laughs> yeah, let's – let's let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, punters are people is, too, you know. So the other thing about it is, it it could be a bad viral moment. That that's the other thing. It, it might not be, might not be. Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, I'm that's that's why that. we work so so hard in training. Yeah, I mean, what, what what do you do? You think? Do you ever think about that when you you know you go out there and you maybe you make a mistake and you know you get lit up or something like that? Is that ever you know cross your mind? I know you haven't actually done it in games, so I, I don't know why I'm asking this. But. Yeah. You know, I. I guess you try not to not to think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, I've never played a game, but you try not to think about that. And you know, I guess what what happens happens, and you've just got to you know move on and and learn from it and whatnot. If it, if it does happen, and you know, hey, like it, you know, if if something like that does happen, you know, yeah, it sucks. But you know, like come you know one day when I'm an old man and looking back on my life, you know, probably be able to you know like just look back on it and laugh and yeah you know yeah so it's it's one of those things where like in the moment you know you just that's never gonna cross my mind like hey what if that happens but you know yeah, yeah it is what it is really yeah and what are your kind of future goals I mean do you do you look at the NFL as something you you could potentially be working towards is it more just hey I've got an opportunity to to come to this excellent university for free and I'm going to make the most of my degree. What do you even want to study? What, what, what's the plan there? Um, I'm actually working through my admissions at the most moment and that's been a uh, bit of a nightmare, you know, um, <laughs> hoping to study, hoping, hoping to study finance. Um, so I'm just sorting through that at the moment. Obviously Kelly's pretty, pretty procedure. So right. hopefully I get in there and um, you know, if the NFL, happens you know i'd be stoked but you know at the end of the day you know that's years in the future if that is to happen so it's just right. really about you know getting my degree 
and playing well for Indiana and, you know, repaying the faith that they've shown in me. So, so what's your, I mean, what's yeah, hopefully. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, you, you go. What, what's your kind of, what's your, what's the problem with the uh, admissions uh, process right now? Oh, I mean, there's, there's no real process. Oh, sorry. No real problem. It's just been, you know, a bit tedious and that it's, you know, dragged on a bit, bit long. And, yeah. And you know, it, I, yeah, go ahead. Were you a, uh, are, you, are you studying at Kelly at the moment? No, I'm, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the media school. I'm in, I'm in the media. Journalism uh, school. Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. Yeah. Now we're just working through and I don't know if I'm going to be like a direct admin in that. Like I uh, probably should have studied for me SAT in hindsight, but more than, more than two weeks, but. Hey man, it happens. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I'm a hundred points below the, the like direct admit kind of thing i got 1280 and 21 so i don't know we'll see hopefully i'm I'll, fingers crossed you know everything goes through and i will study finance but yeah we'll yeah, see the other thing is i mean the other thing is you can you can get in not necessarily being a direct admit you know in the future uh with kelly but that would obviously depend on your you know your grades at iu but what's the plan in terms of you know football with do they think, do they want you to come in next year and, and push to be the starter right away? Is it a process where they want you to kind of sit and wait? Obviously Hayden's going to be graduating after, you know, this fall. What's the, what's the plan there that, that they've kind of communicated with you? Yeah. So, um, obviously with the NCAA grinding, uh, an extra year to all, you know, athletes uh, playing this season, essentially this season doesn't count. Right. Uh, I don't know if Hayden's going to stay on an extra year. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just expect them to. Well, they've they've told me you know they expect me to compete for the starting job, you know, and and if Hayden stays, you know, it just means taking a richer year, which would be you know a good thing, you know, it'd be an opportunity to learn and sit behind someone who's been there for for a long time and and is good at what he does, you know, and right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, obviously it's still up in the air with, with this new NCAA ruling and, and everything like that. What, what do you like to do off the field? What are your uh, kind of interests outside? Obviously, you talked about you want to potentially major in finance, but what are your, your kind of things you enjoy doing outside of, outside of punting and, and everything like that? I mean, I guess I'm a pretty, pretty active person. You know, anything outdoors kind of kind of interested in. You know, growing up here in New Zealand, you know, I was in pretty pretty lucky to have so many cool things to do in that and you know anything from like hiking to golf and yeah you're really anything outdoors or active or just hanging out with my my mates like i'm really really lucky to have a close group of of friends here in new zealand and yeah 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 and i bet i bet the hike gotta be incredible down there i mean you hear about you know them filming lord of the rings and all this this and the other thing (laughs) (laughs) that's all we you know we get the the lord of the rings every time you think about that here in america yeah yeah yeah. no it's uh it's been interesting you know i i obviously got like a bit of a bit of an accent and also um you know i i didn't realize how many slang words i said until i spoke to some americans uh which was interesting and they were like you know what are you saying you know, yeah. How many times the, I've been asked to elaborate <laughs> right. what certain words mean so far? You know, I got to the point where, um, you know, we've got like commits chats for the 21 guys that 
I just sent in, I think I found some, some video on YouTube of KJ Upper explaining New Zealand slang. And I was just like, just, just watch this, you know, <laughs> put me out of my misery, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, understand, yeah. you know, what the, the words I'm saying. And, yes. Yeah. So you've got, you've got guys in the, in the class of 2021, just, just like, what is this dude saying? <laughs> yeah. They just, they're just ripping me. So yeah, it's all, it's all fun and games, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when you're already a punter, you don't need to give them extra ammunition to to, to rip on you. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. In the I don't know if you've seen the punters are people too movement on on social media. Oh yeah, no, I have, I have, I have. You know, well, it's... no, you guys, you guys get too much blame. I think you know, you, you know, the fans. Yeah, not enough appreciation. Tolerance. They have no tolerance. You know? a shank or, or a missed field goal yeah no i've um one thing i have been doing is is working me ass off in the weight room just so i don't look like a punter um <laughs> yeah, right. so, so so when i when i do get to iu you know if they if they do start mocking me you know i'm hopefully not too far away from them in terms of, of what we're lifting in the weight room so i'll just be you know yeah i mean i'm back with that and I was about to say, I mean, a, a punter could be right there with, with you know, <laughs> the and back, especially the quarterbacks, you know. Who do you talk yeah. to? You just kind of talk to all the guys in, in 2021. You know, obviously, IU's assembling a pretty good class there. You know, what's the relationship like there, obviously, besides them just ripping on you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not always that. It's only, it's only been a few times, really. Um no, like we've got a, a few chats uh, going, and you know, we just uh, kind of getting to know each other, obviously, before we get there. And you know, I've spoken to a few of the few of the boys like individually in that as well, and that's been good. They're all good blokes, obviously, like real talented in that. And yeah, yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch like film on these guys just to kind of see what they're all about, or, or are you just gonna kind of meet them in person and whatever the case? Uh-huh. Mm, I think maybe Donovan, Donovan McCulley. I think I watched some film with him, but other than that, yeah, can't say I have. Yeah, I feel like you could get him in the weight room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a he's pretty big, uh, pretty cool unit, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, if he does pack on a bit of muscle, you know, he could be. You know, easily one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, I think. So, yeah, I think so as well. We're we're excited about Donovan, obviously coming from you know. A little yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that I think that the kind of relationship with with your class is is interesting and and just kind of how's your golf game? I mean, do what kind of golf courses do you do you have access to down there? And uh, uh, I mean, I'm not not great at golf. You know, it's usually just something you know, I'll do with, with the old man and occasionally some of my mates in summer. Um, so, you know, I, I've got a decent, like, driver on me. Like, if we go down to the range, you know, I could pretty confident that I'd beat my mates. But, you know, I, I lose a fair few balls uh, yeah. around the course and I'm pretty inconsistent, you know. So, yeah, luckily enough, there's a, a, a course on campus. And I know some of the other specialists, uh, like Sean and Charles, apparently Charles is a real, real good golfer. So, Maybe yeah. I'll start playing with them and, and hopefully learn a few things. But yeah, that course though, I'm warning you, it wore me out, man, when I went up there. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal, brutally hard. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, be warned, be warned if, if you got some good golfers with you, you, you might get embarrassed out there at the foul course that I use. So and maybe you know right. I'll I'll take that on board. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta just you gotta watch out if you got some guys who can really play because it's tough. Uh, but you know, maybe you can win some long drive competitions. Hey, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, James Evans, a 2021 punter from obviously New Zealand and Australia down under, shall we just say, uh, James, yeah, Evans, appreciate you coming on, man. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Just let me know if you have, you need any recommendations uh, around the campus and, and such like that. Yeah. Sounds good, mate. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Just a reminder that that interview with James Evans was brought to you by the Daily Hoosier. Uh, for all your in-depth breakdown uh, of, of all the IU news and notes, uh, go to dailyhoosier.com. It's in-depth IU athletics recruiting coverage, completely free, no paywalls at all, owned by an Indiana-based small business. That is the dailyhoosier.com. It's where IU fans assemble when they're not at assembly. So joining me now is Jim Coyle from Indiana State Radio. He is here to preview the Penn State game this weekend against Indiana at Memorial Stadium. A big game for the Hoosiers and my first IU football episode here on the show. Jim, how are you doing? Appreciate you joining me. Great, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. It's an exciting weekend, opening of Big Ten football, and you open up with a top ten opponent, man. It can't get any more exciting than that. No, it really can't. Uh, Saturday at 3.30 on FS1, Penn State, as I said, at Indiana. Uh, Penn State favored by six and a half in this game, and, and we got the over-under at 58 and a half. Just to start, kind of give me your your opinion on Penn State from from what you know so far. Obviously, this is a a top 10 team, like you said, and, and just generally how, how well you think the Hoosiers stack up here against a, a top opponent. Well, it's a, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Uh, we're talking about a top 10 opponent, but we're talking about a top 10 opponent that Indiana is expected to play equally. And I, and I fully expect that, but Penn state does have a wealth of talent. They've got a returning quarterback that we saw last year. So anytime you have an experienced quarterback, you're ahead of the game. They have talent across the board. We know that they lost journey Brown out of the running back, but they're, they have a full complement of running backs. Noah Kane uh, is, was already projected as the number one starter there anyway. So, uh, but this is going to be an exciting game, I think, but Indiana uh, is coming into it in, in a way that they normally don't. And that, I, actually, I think the spread is now down to five and a half points, uh, which is great for Indiana. But well, they have to perform on the field. And, and without the, the practices, it's, it's going to be an exciting uh, opening week. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely exciting. Uh, a chance for Indiana to really prove themselves. Obviously, you know, had some good games against a team like Penn State and a team like Michigan in the past. How important do you think it is to get this win in terms of obviously not favored, but in terms of just this program and where they are right now, they haven't been able to, to pull off that big signature win, if you will. You know, there's an opportunity here for the team to really do that and make a statement in week one. What do you think, you know, do you think it's possible, obviously a close game and, and just kind of 
how big would this win be for the program if they're able to pull it off? Well, the magnitude of getting that win in itself would be one of the biggest wins in program history, in my opinion, because it's a top 10 team on national television coming at a time where this program is struggling for, re for relevance. Uh, but they're getting there. Uh, as they, they, whether, can they do it? I absolutely believe they can. Um, they have the talent. Heck, we saw them last year. They should have won that game last year at Penn State. Right. They could have easily won that game, I should say, at Penn State. They have everything back for the most part. Now, we, we just got done talking to Tom Allen, and I'll be honest with you, I don't have as great a feeling afterwards as I did before, only because of a little bit of an unknown. There was a question posed to him about any more injuries or anything for this weekend, and he's like, yeah, we'll talk about that on Saturday. So I, I, I think that there's something coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know who, what, but I've got a little worried there. But other than that, all things being equal – I love Indiana's chances. I love the fact that because it's a different situation scenario because there's going to be no fans. Uh, it's going to be a, a situation where it's just mano a mano, and you've got a new offensive coordinator on Penn State side and Indiana side. But the difference is, Penn State's implementing a new offense without spring practice, without w w having missed a bunch of practices due to COVID. Um, Indiana didn't make any changes other than the offensive coordinator, but he's just going to carry on more what Kalen DeBoer did, hopefully. Uh, but still, so we'll see how that works out. So there's a, there's a whole lot of parts that go into this game. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of break in or break down uh, the matchup a little bit. So when IU has the ball, obviously, you know, this offense expected to be pretty explosive. You look at just the skill positions, Mike Pennant's at quarterback. Obviously, the, the three-headed monster at running back with, with uh, you know, James, Scott, and, and Ellis. And then, obviously, some, some very talented weapons on the perimeter as well with Fillier and Freifog on Hendershot. Do you think this is going to be a shootout? Obviously, the over-under at 58-and-a-half, uh, you know, would, would suggest that it, it may be a high-scoring affair. You know, when Indiana has the ball, what do you think they need to do to be successful against this, this talented but, but relatively unproven Penn State defense? Protect Michael Penix. That's the easiest question I'll answer today. Without Michael Penix, he's the engine that drives that train. And we haven't seen him in a full season. As a matter of fact, the Penn State game two years ago was where he went down with his first injury to his knee. Right. Uh, but they've got to give him time to do what he does, throw the ball, because that's how you're going to beat this team, stretch that defense. But they have got to protect him. Uh, but you've also got to have a running game. You, you can't – you're not going to just throw the ball against Penn State. So we've got Stevie Scott. We've got Samson James. We've got a line coming back that is intact for a large part of that and experience. So they're in good shape on that regard. But you're playing against a top-10 team, Penn State's defense, great defensive ends. That's going to be a big matchup, the Penn State defensive ends against Indiana's tackles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Owe, Owa, however you say that, on Penn State's defense is going to be a massive breakout player uh, this season. Let's flip the side of the ball. When Penn State has the ball, they're looking to be potentially a little more, uh, you know, ball control kind of offense with, with Clifford, who maybe doesn't even have the arm talent of a Penix. Uh, their receivers probably aren't, aren't even on the level of IU, although Pat Fryermuth at tight end is, is a stud and like you said, they have a bunch of good running backs. What do you think the IU defense needs to do to slow, to slow uh, you know, Penn State's offense down? What is your opinion of a guy like Sean Clifford, who, who maybe isn't the most explosive quarterback, but is certainly effective and, and can beat you with his legs, as we saw last year? 
I think he's uh, – him and Peyton Ramsey are very similar. They both played against each other in high school. Both came from Cincinnati, played against each other in high school there. Uh, we saw that great matchup last year. They, they played very similar together. They don't make a lot of mistakes, uh, control the ball, hand the ball off, throw nice passes. But Penn State is not going to beat you deep. Indiana has the ability to beat you deep. And yeah. I think Indiana has a better secondary. Uh, than Penn State does. So I, I think the team that can combine the running and the passing this week is probably going to win this game. Indiana should have an advantage there, but not if you allow somebody to run for 400 yards. Right, right. And, and you know, we all remember last year with that, that painful drive as Penn State just converted third down after third down, uh, obviously, you know, when they were up three last season in that matchup. Talk to me a little bit about the, and you mentioned this earlier, the, the matchup of the coordinators with, with Nick Sheridan on one side for IU and then obviously Kirk Soraka coming over from, from Minnesota there. He did a great job last season uh, for the Golden Gophers. And now what do you see with Sheridan? You know, do you think he can kind of be, be creative, be kind of an extension of DeBoer, like he said? What do you see there with the matchup of, of the coordinators and kind of the, the chess game that goes into that as we see? That's going to be a, a big and an integral part of this game. And it's, and it's a question mark. Nick Sheridan's a rookie offensive coordinator. We don't know uh, what he's going to do. I don't know. I talked about this earlier on my radio show. A lot of times offensive coordinators will script the beginning of a game, 10, 12, 15, 20 plays. Is he going to do that? I don't, we, it's going to be interesting to see how he puts his stamp on the Kalen DeBoer offense because of, we, we've noted that's why part of the reason he got the job. Tom Allen did not want to be in a situation that, that Penn State's in right now. They hired a new offensive coordinator, like I said, from Minnesota, who was trying to implement. It's a different offense. I don't know how different it is, but I, I'm sure that they've managed to get around that problem. But it's still an issue you don't want to deal with and one that Indiana didn't have to deal with. And I think because of that, that gives them a little advantage, familiarity amongst their skill players, the play calling. And that's going to be the issue right there, the play calling. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's hard to predict. Uh, you can't predict because we don't know. We have no tape. We have no, no, no track record of, of Nick Sheridan as an offensive coordinator. So we don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, though. Yeah, it's a huge uh, part of this matchup, obviously, is, is the, how he performs. You know, just in a more broad sense, talk to me about your expectations for the team this season. We've obviously seen uh, what looks to be a pretty tough schedule. Um, you know, give me kind of your, your overall record prediction, your overall kind of expectation for the team this season. Well, that's a, it's a great question because we don't know. I, I want to see this team. I, I've been on this theme of it's time. It's time for Indiana to get that win. It's in quotations. We've talked about it so much for so long. Because you see teams, whether it's a Vanderbilt from uh, the SEC or another lower a mid-level team or lower team in those conferences, every few years they land this big-time upset just has not happened for Indiana and no and no circumstance. They can't beat Michigan, can't beat Ohio State, can't beat Penn State. Uh, I think this year that changes. I, I can see Indiana sweeping the state of Michigan this year. Uh, Michigan yeah. is not yeah. as strong as they would normally have been. Michigan State down, new coaching staff. Indiana should have beat them on the road last year. Um, I, I think it can be an exciting year for Indiana. I think five and three is an incredible year for them. Four and four is a good year in this particular season, but I'm putting the pressure on them. I want to see them five and three. It's time. I, I, I need to see them beat somebody. They've Penn State, Michigan, 
is one of those two have got to go down. Michigan State, that's not even a question to me. They have to win that game. Yeah, uh, I want to see Indiana win second in the Big Ten East to be on, or third in the Big Ten East this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And and talk to me more about we talked a little earlier, but but Michael Penix Jr. obviously super talented player coming in here, full time starter. Is it really for him just a matter of staying healthy and you think he's going to be a stud? Or is there anything else in his game that you look at it? Okay, he needs to improve that. Um, where do you see him kind of in relation to the other quarterbacks in the Big Ten? And, and can he be one of the best in the Big Ten this year? Well, health has been the issue. Two seasons in a row, they have not been able to, to use him. And can you imagine what these last two seasons might have been like had they had him? What would this season be like had he played those two years? I mean, can you imagine having a two-year solid starter coming in to start this season? That yeah. would be incredible for them. But his talent is great. His arm strength is what's mind-boggling because he, he's never been a, a huge guy, but he came here, but he could throw – it was a rocket. And he still has that cannon. And that's the difference between, say, him and Peyton Ramsey. And I'm not knocking Peyton, but when you throw a 15-yard out and it takes a half a second less to get there, well, that makes a big difference on the defense converging on, on, on the receiver. All those little bitty things matter. And those little bitty things are what Michael Penix can make a difference is the split-second ball getting there faster. It's all those little things add up in a football game. Because you keep we, – we hear the phrase, it's a game of inches. It is. It, it is one after another, too. And you have to keep moving forward. And I think that they have a better chance of doing that and doing it in quick chunks at some times with him, uh, with this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And then looking at the defense, right, um, we expect this team to maybe be not propped up by the offense, but, but the high-powered offense, obviously – where do you see this defense at under coordinator Kane Womack? Obviously, they have some talent, uh, you know, Jerome Johnson, Taiwan Mullen, two of the guys that really stand out. What do you think of the defense this year? And, and what's kind of your expectations there in terms of will this be able to be a team that can really impose their will on other teams, you know, good teams? Or will it be one where we're just hoping the offense scores enough to, to win in these, these games against a Penn State type? Yeah, that, that Kevin Wilson uh, philosophy is not, not one I'm a fan of where you try to beat teams 48 to 40. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that that's – and that's not something that Tom Allen – Tom Allen is defensive-oriented, so that's not something that he's looking at. How, how good is this team going to be defensively? That's a great question because I don't know that we know yet. Uh, Kane Womack has, has done a good job. He's growing. He's young too. That's the thing people forget. This, this staff is one of the youngest – staffs in America and when I say I'm not talking about it all across the board but when you talk about your head coach defensive offensive coordinators and your special teams coordinators you got two rookies in there another one that's been doing it a couple of years and Tom Allen's been a head coach for four years so they don't have the experience that most teams have that's right. a huge thing here but getting back to your question the defense has improved under Kane Womack uh, from when he first got here but this is going to be a telltale season They've got to take a step up. Last year, the defense cost them here and there. Uh, but they have got the pieces in place. The secondary, man, they should be really, really strong against the pass. Of course, they lost Marcelino Ball. But they've got a lot of other guys on the front line. You've got a lot of guys up there with experience. Uh, Michael Zimba, those types of guys. It's, to me, it's going to be about depth uh, up front on defensively. Do they have enough depth? Um, and we'll, we'll start to find out on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and give me, going back to Saturday, 
looking at this game, give me one player on offense, one player on defense that maybe we're not talking about that you expect to have either a big game or, or a big impact on this game for Indiana. David Ellis. Yeah. It's, it's a name that, that we don't know how they're going to use him yet exactly. They, they, he's done – he's so skilled. He can be a running back, receiver. And I think that's what makes him dangerous is because he can do either. You don't know where he's going to come from. Uh, so, as far as someone we haven't talked about a lot, yeah. I mean, I, I could put Stevie Scott in that category, Samson James, because there's so much unknown. But I, I think that Ellis, because of his versatility of what he can bring, that, that would be a name I'd stick in there. Uh, defensively, Tywan Mullins an easy one. We haven't talked about him, but he's an easy one. I'm going to go with Reese Taylor. He's another one that, that, that we've heard a lot about he, offensively mainly, but he's switched over to defense. And I've talked about the secondary. I, I think he could be a big part of that. And, uh, well, again, we'll see that on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just looking at Penn State, obviously, you know, they got their home opener next week against uh, the Buckeyes there in, in uh, you know, in Happy Valley. And, and what do you – do you think that plays at all into this, uh, the dynamic of, of potentially looking ahead, overlooking a team like Indiana that, that certainly has enough talent to beat them? I know James Franklin has, has obviously come out and said, no, no way we're look, overlooking this team, especially a team that, like you said, has kept, a, kept it close recently. You know, wh what kind of dynamic do you think that, that plays in the game with, with them? You know, obviously, it's the biggest game of the season next, next week. Yeah, in any other season, I, I think that would be a possibility. But I, I don't think that there's any way they are overlooking Indiana for several reasons. Number one, it's the opening game of the season. It's the opening Big Ten game of the season. Indiana, they – the last two games have been separated by a total of 12 points. Uh, so, and they have every, they, they know what they're coming and they're playing on the road. They, they know they're in for a fight. So I absolutely do not believe they're looking forward to Ohio state uh, for all those reasons. I wish they were, but uh, I don't <laughs> think they are, but I think we're going to have a heck of a game. I think so too. And what do you think the, the dynamic, obviously this is another one where, where your answer could simply be, I don't know, but what do you think the dynamic with the no fans? Obviously, even us students here at IU not, not allowed in there uh, for safety reasons. Uh, what do you think the no fans, you know, who do you think that benefits? Is there any kind of benefit? Is it just going to be something that, that the two teams have to adjust to? What do you think that kind of dynamic plays in, in this, this contest Saturday? To me, it benefits Indiana all day, all season. Because <laughs> when you have to go to – Indiana attracts, what, 35,000 max? You're going to places that have 110,000 people. Right. Uh, and if you've not been in a stadium that has 110,000 people, you cannot comprehend the amount of noise that is made. Right. And it's deafening. Literally, de you cannot hear. And that's gigantic for Indiana because you're not going to have that worry. Now, there's going to be crowd noise, but it's regulated by the Big Ten on how many decibels. So it should be pretty equal throughout the league. I think that's definitely an advantage to Indiana. I've been watching college football this season. You've seen, we've seen upsets on the road. Uh, and I don't know if it's that, because those had partial fans, and these are really going to have nothing. So I think it's going to be a huge difference. Uh, I think it's going to allow teams like Indiana maybe – uh, Nebraska, who knows, that, that are that middle group that are just looking to get up. Maybe that's that little bit where they don't turn the ball over. They don't miss a critical third down and, and on the 10-yard line on, their, on the other end because of crowd noise. I, I think it is definitely going to have an effect. 
Yeah, I think so too. And and before I let you go, Jim, give me give me the prediction. What's your uh, score prediction? You know, who do you think wins wins the game on Saturday between IU and, and Penn State? Man, I, I I'm not a homer, and and I, so I try to always pick what I think. And I, I think this could be because of what we've seen defensively. A lot of tackling not been that great when you first start playing high scores and with a prolific offense. I think we could see a really high scoring game. Yeah, I've got 42-34, Indiana upsetting Penn State. Okay, I love it, love it. Uh, Jim Coyle, tell me, tell the people where where they can hear hear you every day. Obviously, with with your, your show. Uh, very fortunate, Indiana Sports Beat. You can find us. We're on radio stations, but uh, you can actually find us any place you podcast, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, uh, we're on every day. Every we go live every day at nine a.m. But you can catch it any time. Got different co-hosts each day now, which I love. Uh, Monday, Tuesdays, different guys joining us. Verdell Jones on every Friday. Don Fisher joins us as a guest on Mondays. Uh, Matt Taylor from the Colts. A mix of media. So we've got a just a ton of mixture coming in it's great fun uh so yeah tune in you can follow me at twitter at jim coil isb as well hey thanks so much man looking forward to the game uh big prediction from you indiana win let's see what happens appreciate you man good luck uh let's have a great season let's go